From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Hey, thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck, taxi, RV, camper, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. A very special hello to all of you listening in on one of our affiliate stations, uh, the podcasts, the Conspiracy Show app, TalkZone.com, wherever and however you're listening to this program, I bid thee welcome. Our good friend Paul Grisio, a futurist and founder of the Merlin Project, is standing by to discuss his amazing predictive tool, Time Tracks. He's come prepared with some Time Tracks. We'll discuss some of the newsmakers in 2016. Of course, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, chief among them. We'll get around probably to Vladimir Putin and uh, perhaps North Korea. Before that, let me remind U.S. listeners that the first three seasons of my television program, The Conspiracy Show, now available on Hulu and, of course, Amazon.com. All three seasons continue to air across Canada on Vision TV, and season four is uh, signed, sealed, and delivered. We're just waiting for an air date. Now, just before showtime, Paul Garcia sent me an interesting quote from Stephen Hawking. I want to share that with you because it's apropos. The whole history of science has been the gradual realization that events do not happen in an arbitrary manner, but that they reflect a certain underlying order, which may or may not be divinely inspired. It's that underlying order that Paul Garcio and physicist Dr. George Hart appear to have tapped into with their software-based forecasting technology. Paul Garcia was a nationally respected futurist and a longtime student of traditional and esoteric predictive systems. His 40 years of research into the uh, cyclical sciences and subsequent collaboration with Dr. George Hart directly resulted in the creation of the Merlin Projects. His clients include many prominent business people, politicians, and celebrities. Let me give you some contact info for the Merlin Project. You're going to want to jot these down because I'm thinking after you hear about this, you're going to want to get in touch. The email is merlinproject at gmail.com. Merlin, M-E-R-L-I-N, project at gmail.com. The website, projectmerlin.com. And timetracks.org, time T-I-M-E, tracks, T-R-A-K-S, no C, just time, tracks, T-R-A-K-S, dot org. And you can also call 866-298-7688, 866-298-7688. Paul Garcio, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? I'm fine, Richard. Good to talk to you again. Likewise, likewise. You know, I, I have to tell you something. That has me intensely amused. Um, I cranked up uh, your uh, your own website, and up in the left-hand corner it says AM740. Right. What you don't know, I don't think, is that a number of my friends, as well as myself, started out in radio in the middle 60s. And the first commercial radio station we all worked for on Long Island was WGSM at 7:40 a.m. Aha! Aren't oh, there's that there's that orderly. Uh, that's, right. that's that's the synchronicity that we laugh about. That's what Hawking is talking goes, about. It goes on everywhere all the time, 
And we just don't pay attention to it because we were never taught that there are rules involved. And because we were never taught that, we deal with it as coincidental and just, you know, something to, to chuckle over. But what Dr. Hart and I have found over now 30 years of doing this is that it's, you know, coincidence is just a, a term for a set of laws we don't quite completely understand yet and that they're very organized. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get a chance to see that very often, but maybe a little later I'll, I'll share with you a little story that, uh, that he and I have uh, that, that just shows this kind of coincidental stuff with the kind of magnetism and uh, attention that you never get a chance to see. Uh, uh, Joseph Farrell um, has um, detailed in a couple of his books anyway about these long, the, the study of cycles. And uh, Herbert Hoover, much maligned president, but actually I believe it was Hoover, uh, may have been Calvin Coolidge, but I think it was Hoover, actually had, had funded this th- sort of a think tank to study. This is back in the 30s, these long-term cyclical trends uh, that are present in nature. And, and uh, is, I mean, are you familiar with, with Hoover's work or that think tank's work on cycles? And does well, that have anything to do with your time tracks? I'm familiar with something... Of- that I believe was called the Institute for the Study of Cycles. That's it. That's the one. Um, and it, it does go back to about the 1930s. It's not something I'm really familiar with because uh, the, the 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 course of direction that I followed in reaching where we are, where Dr. Hart and I uh, are now with this, uh, followed a different path. Um, uh, uh, but nevertheless, there 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 are cycles in our in our in our solar system that are responsible for everything from ocean tides to uh, the the way we calculate time. Uh, we don't realize that because we don't pay attention to it, other than as wall calendars or uh, wristwatches, or actually most of us now have cell phones, so we don't wear wristwatches anymore. Right, right. Uh, but um, time. Uh, as Dr. Hart and I have discovered over over these thirty years, um, is a, is really a very much more organized thing than we think of it as. Um, we we deal with time as a kind of an abstraction. It's something to uh, to plot days and months and years, but we don't think of it as having any kind of organized function to it. That anything is essentially attributable to it. But let me give you a, a little example. Um, and and what we're doing with the to this this Merlin technology is is sort of an offshoot of this. Um, if you were a shipbuilder, um, you would take a look at the ocean tides uh, at, at the time that you want to launch that ship. Now, theoretically, you could launch it at low tide, and you know, and pull it across the mud flats to wherever the water is, right. and hopefully not ruin the bottom of the ship in the process. <laughs> but you could do that. Right. It would make more sense, however, to look at this timetable, what we call tide tables, right. and see when high tide was going to be so as to uh, you know, eliminate all that extra labor in moving the boat. If, on the other hand, you were a clam digger and you wanted to go out and dig clams and not have them float away on you, you would look to see when low tide is so that you could plan your activity of digging clams when it was the most appropriate. 
Well, that's essentially what we've discovered with Merlin, that, there, that there's no such thing as good times or bad times. There are appropriate moments for certain activities and inappropriate moments for those. Uh, an appropriate moment, for instance, for the launching of a business would not be the same kind of moment that you would want to employ if you were having elective surgery done because there, one is an active moment and one is not. Right, right. Um, and what we've done with Merlin is turned clock time, essentially, into a kind of structured picture, a graphic, of what time not only looks like at any given moment, but what it's going to look like as, as time passes. So in other words, what time is going to look like on a particular moment in the future from a particular moment that you measured from the past. Mm -hmm. And each past moment has its own genesis and its own pattern into the future. So in other words, uh, instances of time uh, have a different picture to them. And if you, if you essentially follow that path, that pathway into the future that a particular moment generates, you'll find that the the occasion of highs and lows uh, of active mo <coughs> excuse me active moments and and less active ones is unique to the starting moment and no other moment is going to have that exact same pattern so if it was so, a person the starting moment would be their birth it would be birth or if it's a uh, country it would be the, the the birth of the country it would be it would be the date that they had their declaration of independence for instance yeah right right um uh, and and all other activities in our lives that are, have any importance to them all have what Dr. Hart and I like to call genesis moments. They all had a beginning point. And that beginning point tells you a lot about what's going to happen in the future in terms of where the activity is going to cluster. You can see how far into the future things are going to get busy or different. And although we can't tell with any, with any great accuracy whether that moment in the future that we see as being busy is going to be good busy or bad busy, uh, we can see where it is in much the same way as we now have these global positioning satellites. And if you happen to have a GPS device in your car or on your person when you're out hiking, you can determine where you are within uh, as little as, as a meter or two from where you actually uh, are standing. And that can tell you how to get back to where you started or, or keep you from getting lost, uh, allow you to find uh, locations of towns and other things that you might be looking for. Um, and that GPS system tells you, uh, as I said, with a high degree of accuracy, exactly where on the planet you are. Well, what we're doing and have been doing now on and off for 30 years is we've developed a computer program that can actually tell you from a given moment in the past, a specific moment right down to the uh, hour and minute that, that that moment, that frozen moment of time, uh, the starting moment is, we can tell you where in the future in terms of time how far into the future, how many days or months or years is going to take before that moment that you started with is going to go through a tremendous change and perhaps 
send you off on an entirely different direction in terms of circumstance than it was when you started. All right. So you can see where that moment goes through the changes and how big those changes are going to be. Paul Garcio, futurist and founder of the Merlin Project, right here on The Conspiracy Show. He'll stay with us. Hope you'll do the same. We'll reconvene on the other side, discuss the time tracks of some pretty prominent people. I think you'll want to be sticking around for that as well. Stay with us. When in doubt, blame the government. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Paul Garcio stays with us, a futurist founder of the Merlin Project. And uh, let's talk some uh, about some uh, time tracks here, Paul. Can I direct them to the Coast site? Because you were on... In fact, it's a, I was going to ask you whether I could do that. Yeah, you know what? We're, it's, we're all in the Coast family yeah, that's, here. That's, so that, Yeah, that's the easiest way to do this. Because uh, to describe these without being able to see them, uh, the, the whole concept sounds bizarre until you actually see what they look like. So, uh, yes, I would, I would definitely do that. And uh, you may have the URL, but I know that if you go to, go to the Coast the homepage and you look, look for the search engine on that homepage and just type in Merlin presidential time tracks, you will get a huge list of all the people who thought they were going to be president. Right. (laughs) Yes, and that is slowly uh, winnowing down, at least on the Republican side. No more Scott Walker, no more Bobby Jindal, no more uh, Jim Gilmore or Lindsey Graham. However, there's still a lot. And and let me ask you, I haven't opened up uh, some of those that I just mentioned, but on the Republican side, if we were to open up Jim Gilmore, Lindsey Graham, Bobby Jindal, do we see a noticeable absence of activity uh, sort of in their time tracks for Jan 2016? Well, here's what you look for, Um, and this is what we do when we look at them. We run them up, and we run them back about a year or two into the past. So we would look from about 2014 on. And we would look to see whether there is any significant activity in the graph. Now, the graph I'm talking about, it's a little bit like sheet music. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even if you're not a musician, if you look at a piece of sheet music and you, and you see a, a lot of notes all jumbled together, you know that that portion of a, of a song or symphony is going to be louder and more raucous than if there were just a short number of notes and uh, and very you know bland passages. Well, this, the time tracks are very much like that. They're they're kind of like sheet music, and if each moment of time produced its own symphony into the future, this is a snapshot of what that symphony would look like over the period of time we're interested in. The music in of the, the spheres. In the case of these presidential candidates, who are mostly interested in in the twenty. 16 and 17, or actually 2015, 16, and 17. So we would go back and we would run each of these presidential candidates from about 2014 going into 2015, and then we'd run it for about two and a half years out to about the spring or summer of 2017, and we would mostly pay attention to what's going on between now, so we're talking about the winter of 2016, and the spring, early summer of 2017, because that's when the maximum dynamic of activity would have to be going on for a candidate in order for them to become president. So we'd be looking for a high level of activity going on in the graph uh, 
in that 12 to 14 to 15 month period uh, in each of them. Right. And when you do that, uh, it's easy to eliminate who's not going to become president because they either don't have any activity going on or they don't have any significant activity going on or it isn't going on during the particular period of time we're interested in and the one that they'd have to have going on in a high degree of activity in order to have the, to have the presidency presented to them as a nominee. So if you take a look, for instance, at Jeb Bush, you look at uh, Scott Walker, you take you look at Bobby Jindal, um, you look at at, at Ted Cruz. Uh, you don't see that kind of activity going on in the period between now, let's say, and the spring next year when it would have to be going on in order for them to become president. Well, I've got, let's say, I've got uh, the time track for Jeb up here. Right. And there is some activity 2016, but well, why wouldn't there be? He's in the midst of a campaign. That's right. So 2016, 2017. Uh, but it, no it, significant activity. No, but uh, can we go to Trump here for a second? Because, you can go to Trump. Because what's interesting about Trump is there was tremendous activity. I mean, when is there not tremendous activity in that guy's life? There was tremendous activity to 2007, a, a real high point, uh, a flurry of activity in 2009. I'm not sure what that corresponds with in terms of his, uh, whether he was working a deal or whether it was uh, some, I'm not sure. But anyway, now we go to Trump. 2016, 2017, 2018, but then it drops off, Paul. Well, it's, it's intermittent even during the 2016-17 yes. period. Yes. It's not, that trend line is not consistent. No. But take a look at Bernie Sanders' time track during the period between 2015 and about 2018, let's say. Okay. Take a, take a look at the difference. All right, I'm going to open up Bernie Sanders, and let's see. Whoa, okay, so 20, yes, now, 2016, now, 2017. Now, if you compare that even to Hillary's, it's far more dynamic on, on Bernie's. And when we first ran that, George and I kind of looked at each other, and it was like, what the hell? George because Hart, your partner. we didn't imagine that there was a possibility that Hillary was not the anointed one, but then you have to you have to realize something. Back in 2006, when we first started running uh, uh, Hillary Clinton's time track, um, we noticed that in 2008 and early 2009, she spiked. It, it, it wasn't. There was no consistent activity in her run, and so back in 2006 and seven, when she was considered to be the anointed right. nominee, we went on the record as saying. Hillary's either not going to be the nominee, or if she gets the nomination, she's not going to win. And everybody thought we were crazy. Right. Okay. We ran Barack Obama, who's not on that list that you have, but we ran him. And there was an entirely different kind of activity pattern going on. So in 2008, we said Barack Obama's going to win. And then when everybody said he's never going to get a second term... We looked at it again and said it's going, going to get a second term. And if you look at Hillary's in the period of time, let's say that started maybe a year or so ago, there Nothing. isn't that consistent activity that I was no. talking about. No. Uh, 
uh, it, the consistent activity actually shows up on Lindsey Graham's chart. So we think Lindsey dropped out a little too soon. And on Carly Fiorina's chart and on Bernie Sanders' chart, uh, to some extent on, on, uh, on uh, Mario uh, Marco uh, Rubio. Rubio's chart, right. um, uh, there's also a, a, a sort of disproportionate amount of activity uh, on a couple of the people who who are you know who have already dropped out or aren't aren't in the running anymore, but we boiled down the the, the list of possible candidates to maybe three or four out of the seventeen or eighteen that were that were that were actually running, and we started posting a list in January of last year uh, on Facebook. You can go you can go look at it. The list was called "Who's Not Going to Be President in 2016." And we had all these people listed, you know, all the all the front runners, all the Scott Walkers and so on. They, if you look at Scott Walkers, same thing. There's no, no significant activity in the period of time that we we expected it. Well, so, you were on this program over a year ago, and at that time you said Hillary is not going to be the nominee, or if she is, she's not going to be president because again, no consistent activity. Right, right, and it's too bad. Um, there's no legal way to bet on that. <laughs> we we figured out in in the 2006 and seven there was actually a uh, a betting market being run out of uh, out of Ireland, um, and uh, we could have gotten odds at the very beginning of a thousand to one odds that Hillary was not going to be president uh, in uh, in 2008, and if we put if we had put down uh, a thousand dollars, just a thousand dollars. We would have walked away with. I think it was. A, I think it was a hundred thousand is what we would have walked away with, because there was we, there was no chance she was going to become president, and we knew it. Um, and we were probably the only people on the planet who knew it, because one of the neat things about these time tracks is that when they spell out the amount of activity that's going on, and again, I point out, activity doesn't mean good or bad. It just means busyness. Level of busyness. Right. Okay. I should point out, Paul, that we've got the on our YouTube uh, live stream, our HOA here, our Hangout on Air, we have some of those, for those that are uh, catching the live stream, we have some of those time tracks up there as well. Well, that gives people a chance to see what we're talking yeah. about, because we ran all of these things. Originally, we ran most of them about a year ago. Um, and uh, some of them we ran even earlier than that, like Hillary's. Uh, Hillary's was probably running... 2014, and and it's a rerun of the time track that we originally ran back uh, before the first uh, her first attempt at becoming president back in 2006. Well, this is something. This is interesting to me that uh, that Hillary, uh, yes, she's behind in New Hampshire in terms of uh, her uh, running against Sanders. Saunders, she's uh, I think she's just narrowly ahead, maybe or narrowly behind in Iowa by a point. It's a statistical insignificance. Uh, but overall, uh, nationally, uh, she's well ahead of, of Sanders. And so something is going to, to happen uh, between now and uh, we get going into the primary season that's going to prevent her. And some are saying, well, is it, are the FBI going to indict? But that should show up in the time track. Well, um, when sometimes it shows up that way. If, if it knocked her out of, out of the running... Uh, even if it didn't, even if she ended up in jail, which is probably unlikely anyway, um, 
what we would expect to find is a, is a higher degree of activity going on for her than we're actually seeing. And here's what we did to sort of verify this. If Hillary was going to become president, there'd be a couple of other things that would show up. Bill would have a lot of activity going on. Uh, Chelsea would have a lot of activity going on. Interesting, yes. The new grandchild would have a lot of activity going on. Mm. And none of them do. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Uh, there, the, the, uh, on the other hand, and this is unfortunate probably in terms of world affairs, uh, Kim Jong-un has a lot of activity going on. And ISIS which George found a, a, a genesis date for of April 8th, 2013. How do you and arrive we'll, at that? How do you arrive at that the well, genesis date? What we were doing was, when we were, when we were on coast in the summer of 2013, um, George uh, Nori asked us about the likelihood of an uptick in domestic terrorism. Now, we had been on the record for several years, probably maybe as many as eight or ten, that there was no significant terrorism activity of the 9-11 sort or where there were significant numbers of people being murdered in hotels and so on, all the way through until about the summer of 2013. In the summer of 2013, using the 9-11 time track, the, uh, the time track for the actual uh, you know, and New York uh, uh, event, uh, we we started to see a, a much higher degree of activity going on than we had seen in the previous eight or ten years. So we said, and that was in the period, by the way, when the big when the big news story was uh, Ebola. Right. Uh, everybody was afraid we could all get Ebola. Uh, we said, no, Ebola is not going anywhere, but. Keep an eye out for a, a, a big uptick in domestic terrorism starting in the summer of 2013. And George went back and tracked the, the first news stories about ISIS or ISIL um, uh, that, that showed up. And they showed up in early April of 2013. So uh, he, he found a date that looked like it would be a, a good beginning date for that of that event and we started using that as a uh, as an example date for the for the likelihood of this group becoming you know getting a tremendous amount of attention uh, to the point where they were becoming a major news story and using that April 8th 2013 starting moment uh, we've been able to track uh, all of the large-scale um, uh, murderous activities of this group over the course of the last almost two years now. Um, and it's, um, it's remarkable. It's just remarkable. And when everybody said, oh, well, this, is just a te- this is just a temporary situation, I think even President Obama said this, these, these guys are like the, ju- the junior varsity. Um, <laughs> No, nay, nay. That's not what we're seeing at all. And we're seeing this this uptick in in, in uh, domestic terrorism probably going on for the next three to five years. So it's not something that's about to go away. It's something that's probably going to get more intense 
uh, over at least the next two or three years since they've been around now and in the news for a year and a half, two years already. And their lifespan in terms of long-term activity probably goes on for something like five or six years total. All right. So we're maybe a year and a half or two years into that five to six year window. Paul Garcio, futurist, founder of the Merlin Project, Merlin Project at gmail.com, Project Merlin.com, Time Tracks, T R A K S dot org, Time Tracks, T R A K S dot org. Back with more of our conversation. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. Curiosity, or did the devil make you do it? Whatever the reason, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Paul Garcio, good friend of the program, futurist, founder of the Merlin Project. And uh, I want to go back to the presidential time tracks for a moment, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll circle back and talk about ISIS and hopefully... Uh, North Korea, maybe Vladimir Putin, time permitting. But um, so just sort of in summary here, we're looking at these presidential time tracks. And again, people can go to coasttocoastam.com and uh, just in the search engine at the top there, just put in presidential time tracks and look for the ones from Jan 2016. Uh, Bernie Sanders seems to have the best time track. And so... Oh, you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what's going on here? Is is, is there well, that, something that, that's going to knock? Our, that was our question too, Richard. When we saw that, we said that can't be, you know. And 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 we honestly thought that this was just a just a mistake somehow, um, because we we didn't consider. Now, I, I we we both knew who Bernie was, and we knew that Bernie was a little out there, um, and uh, and old. Older than everybody else. And, uh, and an avowed socialist. And an avowed socialist. Um, exactly. And, you know, but who knew that this election was going to be one where the, the people who are out there, mostly out there, are the ones that are running ahead of everybody else. All of the, all of the centrist candidates, you know, all of them are basically, you know, in single digits, except for Except for the for the Donald Trumps and the Bernie Sanders and the Ted Cruz's, and basically everybody, all the people we would have expected, like like uh, uh, Jeb Bush, uh, to be out distancing everybody ju- just on the sheer strength of the amount of money that they've spent. Right. Um, that alone should have done it. It usually does. You know, I'm sure this is spooking the Koch brothers something awful because, you know. When you have when you have somebody like Donald Trump who's pulling in these kinds of, of polling numbers and not really spending anything. No, this I mean, is historic. This is all free publicity. This is absolutely okay. historic. And one of the things that people forget about Trump, they say, "Oh, the guy's crazy. He's just a, a showboat." You know, P.T. Barnum of our current era. Donald Trump ran a prime time, you know, Emmy winning. Top-rated national uh, 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 reality show for years, and most of it was ad-libbed. It wasn't even scripted. Donald was out there, you know, playing it fast and loose. Okay, 
Um, he even, at one point I hear, he even tried to uh, c- uh, copyright or register the term, you're fired. <laughs> okay. Now, what we're watching effectively in this election year is a political version of The Apprentice. I mean, that's what's going on. And, and people forget, this guy was a very successful television performer. Right. And we live on television these days. Yes, but I, his time track doesn't, doesn't look like he's going anywhere either. Well, it doesn't look like he's going to become president. No, no. 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 So what, uh, is there something else, uh, is, there a, is there a time track for something else that would, would be responsible for the boost in Bernie Sanders? Is there well, something I, in the economy I, I that's coming Bernie, down? I think what's going on with Bernie is that Bernie is saying, in a much more intelligent fashion and less crazy, is saying the same kinds of things that Donald is saying, except with some degree of intelligence connected to them. I mean, Bernie's suggestions about what would fly politically, what we need to be doing politically, uh, it makes a lot more sense and is a lot more out there than any of the candidates around him. So in other words, like Trump, he's saying things that nobody's been willing to say. Uh, the only difference is that what he's saying is, 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 is reaching the, 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 the potential voters out there uh, who are hearing it with very different ears. And consequently, they're saying, you know, this guy might be the guy to actually pay attention to because he sounds like he might have had some actual solutions. Now, Trump is saying things that people wish they were able to say, but don't. And it's, it's, it's really out there sort of stuff, like, you know, no more Muslims allowed in the country and it's stuff like that. You know, anybody who's looked into any of that realizes that the likelihood of being able to actually do any of that is practically nil. What Bernie is saying isn't. It's, it's very practical stuff that really needs to be talked to, like free college education for everybody, like a kind of national version of, of the Medicare. Well, I'm just uh, wondering, so, though, we're coming up on a break here, but I'm wondering if there is some economic cataclysm coming this way which might give that boost that's, that doesn't seem to be there right now for Sanders, but obviously, according to these time tracks, something is going to happen to push him to the forefront. I don't know that it's his message because he's been saying that message now for, for months and months and months. He's still behind Hillary. Something must be ready to break that's going to give him that boost that the the time tracks indicate. We'll uh, discuss on the other side, Paul Gersio, The Merlin Project. Stay with us. If you're sure your phone isn't tapped, call now. 416-360-0740. All right, time tracks for Bernie Sanders, looking good. Hillary, not so good. Donald Trump, not going to get past the post. And, well, here's something interesting. Uh, Chris Christie, actually, the time tracks look pretty interesting for him, too, uh, around this period. I don't know what... Uh, right, and if he wasn't involved in in the fallout from this Bridgegate thing that happens in Manhattan and uh, Jersey, 
uh, he probably would would have would be stumbling the way he has, and and done a whole lot better. Uh, yes, Chris Christie, and other people who we don't have listed there. I don't think uh, Andy Cuomo is listed, uh, but if he is, if you take a look at Andy Cuomo's run, and then you compare that to Chris Christie's, and you compare that to to uh, Bernie Sanders, and and even Carly Fiorina. Uh, you'll actually see some time tracks that look like people who are going to end up emerging as the nominee and or the president uh, over the next couple of years. And I know that Mike Bloomberg is thinking of running. As Dr. Hart said last night, he ought to enjoy his uh, retirement and, and, and go back to worrying about who, who got a big gulp and who didn't. Uh, <laughs> because he's, this, this ain't the time for Mike. Mike's time came along in probably 08, and he decided not to run because he didn't want to spoil the chances of the first African-American or the first woman running for president, which is why he decided not to pursue that in, in 08. But that was, that was when Bloomberg had a serious chance, not in the period of time coming up. So, right. for instance, with all the money he has, if he decides to run... He's just wasting his money. It's not going anywhere. Okay, so getting back to you know why the time tracks for Sanders look so good, and I'm wondering if there is some cataclysmic event, economically speaking, coming. Do you, I mean, do, if you want to do a time track on the economy, what do you use as the genesis, the birth of the, the New York Stock Exchange or the uh, Nasdaq? You can do a lot of things. You can do when we went when we went off the gold standard. You can you can look at the federal uh, uh, the the Fed. You can look at, uh, uh, I mean, you can, you can look at the, the, the Great Depression. Um, there's a lot of things you can look at to, to try and gauge the economy. Uh, Dr. Hart is, is convinced that we're headed for, for another crash uh, over this next couple of years. And part of it is, you know, is appearing on the, on the uh, horizon now between what's going on in China and their losses. Right. The fact that they own so much of our debt, and also the fact that in the the oil companies, having having financed a lot of their uh, their fracking activities and others uh, over the last couple of years, because the cost of oil was was up, you know, you know, in the hundred and fifty dollar better a barrel category. Now it's down under. Thirty dollars, and those companies, uh, along for that matter, with perhaps the the, uh, the Saudi Arabians, who we all thought had more money than God, uh, have actually been hedging their bets, uh, and might very well we might very well find them in a situation where they're trying to make up for the fact that uh, that they've they've gone in the hole as far as their their oil distribution is concerned. By trying to sell it and and still beat everybody to the you know to the to the pump, um, and the, the problem being that you know it, it may be very good for us that we're now paying you know under two dollars a gallon for oil. Uh, I mean it's certainly nice. It's a lot better than nearly four dollars, but what it's doing to the to the industry. Is going to have a marked effect on us over this next, say, 24 months or so, and George is very worried about that, and that could be the beginning of, a, of another serious recession or crash. So yes, 
that could easily stimulate something like Bernie, because Bernie's been saying, you know, there's no such thing as, as too big to fail. Um, and uh, he could gain a tremendous number of followers over the course of the next 12 months if George is right about the financial situation we're in. And Hillary basically has been collecting money from Wall Street and supporting those people uh, largely uh, politically and is not going to be in a, in a position to suggest that she's the right person to, to be dealing with them or policing them in some way. So that would really only put Bernie as the person to look to as a possible, you know, uh, salvation for what's going on financially. Uh, so it, it's entirely possible that over this next 12 months, Bernie's going to get a, 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 a tremendous afterburner going on in terms of what's going on in the economy because none of these other uh, candidates, potential candidates, are seriously talking about that at all. Well, uh, if the, well, according to these time tracks, it, it, it looks like Bernie Sanders is in the White House then. Well, I would, you know, I would never have guessed that that were possible. But, you know, after Barack Obama, I suppose anything's possible. Right, Because right. we wouldn't have had Barack Obama if we hadn't previously had George W. Bush. The only reason that Barack Obama got anywhere in terms of traction was because so many people were so fed up with what was going on with, with, with Bush and Cheney that they ran in the other direction. And they, and they kept running. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't know when to stop. It's one of the reasons why Hillary didn't win in 2008, because Obama seemed looked like salvation from what had been going on in the previous uh, seven or eight years. So, I mean, you know, one of the things that people forget is that both Bush and Cheney, were they to visit a number of foreign countries these days, they could get arrested for war crimes. That's right. That's right. Okay. And so they haven't left here. Bush hasn't ventured out of the country. Cheney hasn't ventured out of the country. And it's because in certain countries, both in the in the uh, in the EU and also in the Scandinavia and so on, if they were to show up there, they could find themselves in jail. So you know, and people completely forget that. Uh, but that's uh, you know, but that's actually true. Uh, just a few moments remaining, Paul. Can we talk a little bit about uh, Vladimir Putin, who has his time tracks very very active? Twenty thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen little bit in 17, and then things start to quiet down for him. Well, I think it's kind of obvious that, that Putin has been doing his level-headed best, or maybe not so level-headed, but best to bring back elements of the old Soviet Union. Um, and he's been reasonably successful at it the last couple of years. Um, uh, Putin is going to, Putin, like uh, Kim Jong-un, uh, and a number of uh, a number of other uh, players uh, out in the uh, in the ether uh, are are likely to be real problem people over the course of the next three to five years, uh, uh, and and that's not going to be a happy you know uh, world situation either when you've got some of these other issues going on. 
so this is going to be a this is we're probably moving into a very rocky couple of years, and uh, we can see it to some extent in the craziness that's going on in the American elections. This kind of thing has effectively never happened before. What we're seeing in terms of who the front runners are and whatnot are the people who really have n- no serious background, couldn't quote you even in passages from the Constitution. Okay, uh, it, it's, it's, it's crazy that that's going on, but it is. And one of the reasons why it is is because the American public is sick and tired of being lied to or not being told the whole story. Uh, and that's, that's, that's part of the reason you're seeing people like Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders leading the parade. So uh, we, we're, not, we're really not surprised that that's going on in the long run. And we think that, that, that given the circumstances that are in place now, we're liable to see Bernie running against Trump in the final analysis. Um, and Hillary is liable to hiccup somewhere along the way uh, because, my God, she's a, she's a Clinton, for one thing. And secondly, she's, she's been hiding stuff on and off for years, and it's, it's probably going to catch up to her. Well, the noose is tightening, there's no question. Uh, oh. According to one uh, attorney, former attorney general, I believe in the state of Virginia, who has inside information, uh, the FBI is ready to indict, and then it'll be up to uh, U.S. Attorney General Lynch. Uh, that'll put her in a pre- precarious predicament. Uh, obviously, Obama would like to see uh, Hillary get in. I know they have their differences with the Clintons, but uh, if Lynch refuses to prosecute or to indict, rather, uh, I mean, we could have. Uh, uh, it could be this. Will, this would make Watergate look like a walk in the park, basically. It would probably would. It would certainly make the Clinton impeachment period a, 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 like a walk in the park. You know, one of the things we didn't get a chance to mention, and, and I probably should drop it in now before we run out of time, <clears throat> is the fact that ever since 2012, and this has never been true before, but ever since 2012, anyone out there listening who has a smartphone. So we're talking about Android, Google Play, Android phones, or Apple, uh, you know, the Apple, say, 6X, uh, 6S, for instance, or any of the earlier models. There is a icon on your phone, on the home page, for buying apps. If you go to that App Store icon on your on your Google phone uh, to to Google Play or on your Apple phone to the App Store, you can buy this time track program that we're talking about um, and run it on your own phone for a week for less than the cost of a cup of coffee for ninety nine cents. You can get this time track app on your phone for a week and see if what we're talking about is really true. And then you can punch in your own Genesis events. You can run run your own birthday. You can run when you started your job or the day you you met your wife or uh, the birthdays of your kids. You can run dates like when you opened a 401k and and, uh, what's going on with your finances. Uh, If you're looking to sell a house, you can look up the date that you bought it and closed on it and see if this is an appropriate moment to try and sell that house. 
or find a date in the future when the activity profile is sufficiently active that you could put that house out on the market and actually have a buyer. We, we can't, I can't tell you who this is, but a major player at Coast to Coast uh, put their house on the market based on a Merlin time track and had a buyer the next day. There you go. And, uh, they, haven't, and they haven't been able to move this thing for six months. All right. So the app, and uh, they can get that at timetracks.org? No, they can get it on their phone. They just have to find the icon for for ah. uh, for the apps. Just go to your app store. Phone. Just go to your app store. There you go. That's right. Paul, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for this. You're welcome, Richard, and uh, good to talk to you and look forward to doing it again. Likewise. Paul Garcio, The Merlin Project. Albert, thank you. Uh, Ian and Jamie, thank you. Back next week with a brand new program. Good night.